Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time of day it is when you may tune in. This is Minister Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and welcome to you today. Thank you for tuning in. Today, I'd like to carry us a little bit forward, although I realize it's been quite some time since we picked this study back up, and that was due to some things beyond my control. But I want to go back to our study and our look at to all generations, encouraging words for all of us to consider from the scriptures of what the scriptures say will continue and endure to all generations. So that gives us hope for our families, for our children, grandchildren, nieces, nephews, etc. So today I want us to cover lesson four of this series to all generations. And I want us to look at God's name and fame continuing to all generations. There's two foundational verses here, both in the Psalms, that I want us to look at. The two verses become the mouth of two or three witnesses that God spoke about in Deuteronomy required to establish matters. And so we know that these things are true because the scriptures tell us in more than one place. So the first place I want us to go is Psalm 102, verse 12. In Psalm 102, verse 12, it says this, But you, O Lord, shall endure forever, and the remembrance of your name to all generations. And then in Psalm 135, verse 13, it says this, Your name, O Lord, endures forever. Your fame, O Lord, throughout all generations. So we're told in these two scriptures that the name of the Lord will continue and the remembrance of his name, his fame, the memory of it, the memorial of it, the commendation of it, the renown, memento, the recollection and commemoration of it. His name and his fame cannot be snuffed out ever, no matter how hard someone may try. And there have been some in the past that have tried to snuff out the name of the living God, but it has failed every time. It's a futile effort. His name is remembered. His name is remembered more than even some of these that I thought of. Elvis, Hitler, Ronald Reagan, George Washington, John Wayne, and you could think of a whole litany of many others whose name and whose fame kind of continues even to this day. But God, his name will be remembered to all generations. His name is what the commemoration or the memento, the memory, is based upon. In the Jewish understanding of the scriptures, the word name comes from the word Shem, and it's speaking of the character, essence, or nature of someone. It's, in essence, all of who that person is, all of who that person represents, and all of who that person is about. So, what name is the name of God that is commemorated, remembered, 
and carried on to all generations and cannot be snuffed out. Well, let's look at a few places in Scripture where the Lord himself tells us his name. We don't have to guess and we don't have to wonder. God himself speaks of who he is and defines his name. The first place I want us to look is Exodus chapter 3, beginning in verse 13. In Exodus chapter 3, Moses has turned aside to see this bush that is burning, but is not consumed, and Moses is curious. And in, and in that moment, Moses encounters the living God, and God begins to speak to him about Moses' calling to ministry, being the one that God has chosen to go back to Egypt and lead his people out of Egyptian bondage. And so Moses has this interaction with God, this talking back and forth with God. And he keeps kind of coming up with all these excuses and all these questions to the Lord. But God has an answer for every one of those. So let me read in Exodus chapter 3, beginning in verse 13. Then Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, Now God here is identifying himself, his very name. And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Moreover, God said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial to all generations. God defined that himself. He said, I am the I am. I am. He is the one who is currently, always existing in the now. I am. I am the one who was, the one who is, and the one who is to come. Always constant, with no limitations, always the same. We see that in the New Testament in two places. Speaks of how God is not changing. He has no variation, no shadow of turning. And it's said of Jesus that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the Son of the living God, come in the flesh. God is the one who was. He was what he is now. He was always what he is to come. He is now what he always was. He is now what he always will be. He is to come what he was. He is the same in the future as he is now. He is the one who was, who is, and who is to come. He has no limitations. Whatever the need is, he is everything, and he is anything needed at any moment. For instance, let me just tell you a few of the ways he has revealed himself in Scripture. Yahweh Shalom, the Lord our peace. Yahweh Rohi, the Lord our shepherd. Yahweh Rafeka, the Lord our healer. Yahweh Sikenu, the Lord our righteousness, El Roy, the God who sees me, El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough, the Almighty. All of these and any specific ones 
and all others he has revealed himself to be. He is everything. He is the great I am. I am who I am. There's another place in Exodus where he also specifically tells us his name. It's found in Exodus chapter 34, verses 6 and 7. And I want to read this to you. This was when Moses had asked to see the Lord's glory. In verse 6 of Exodus chapter 34, it says this, And the Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. So he proclaimed his name recorded in verse 6 and 7. Verse 5 tells us specifically that it is his name. Verse 5 says this, Now the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. And then verse 6 and 7, the same verses we have read. So the Lord himself defines his own name with the facts, the truth, the attributes, who he is, all that he is, wrapped up. He defines it for us. Another place I'd like for us to look at is Hosea chapter 12. In Hosea chapter 12, I want to read verses 4 and 5. He's speaking of Jacob here and he says, Yes, he struggled with the angel and prevailed. He wept and sought favor from him. He found him in Bethel and there he spoke to us. That is the Lord God of hosts. The Lord is his memorable name. The Lord of hosts, Yahweh Sabaoth. The Lord of hosts, the Lord, Yahweh, his memorable name. So what does that mean for us? Well, first of all, it gives us encouragement because his name and his fame, he said, will continue throughout all generations. But how should we respond? What is the application for us? I'd like to leave you with these few scriptures and these few thoughts about that. Psalm chapter 30, verse 4 says this, Sing praise to the Lord, you saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name. One way it should cause us to respond is that we are singing praise to him and giving thanks at the remembrance of his name. Why? Because we remember that his name really is defining who he is, his character, his nature, his very essence. He is all that we need. He is everything we need. He is exactly who he defined himself to be. And so we can give thanks at the remembrance of his name. In Isaiah chapter 26, I want to read verse 8, and it says this, Yes, in the way of your judgments, O Lord, we have waited for you. The desire of our soul 
is for your name and for the remembrance of you. This speaks of our desire and our attitude toward his name and his name being remembered throughout all generations. I don't know about you, but I want his name and his fame to be remembered throughout all of my generations. I pray that that's your desire and your attitude as well. And I'd like to leave you with one final scripture and one final thought in regard to the name and fame of the Lord continuing to all generations. In Proverbs chapter 18, verse 10, it says this, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. The name of the Lord also provides for us a strong tower. We can run there and be safe and find shelter and safety. I taught a series, a fairly lengthy series, on the names of God, and I entitled it Run, Kitty, Run. Run, Kitty, Run, and it's taken from this verse primarily, Proverbs 18.10. You can look that up in the archives if you would like to learn more about why I named it that way, what that signifies and means, and the various names of the Lord that we got into in that particular volume of that series. Proverbs 18.10 speaks of the name of the Lord being for us a strong tower. Throughout all of our generations, it will be so the same, and we can run there and be safe. So we can rest in his name and in his fame, because his renown, his name and his fame is guaranteed by scripture to continue to all generations. Praise be to God. I pray that this has been a blessing to you. And Lord willing, you can tune in as we finish out a couple of other messages in this particular short series in coming days. God bless you and thank you. May the Lord bless you today greatly. In Jesus' name, amen.